Hey, this is Courtney James Clark from Jurassic World, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. My name is Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic. Wait, no, that wouldn't be me. Uh, I think I would be the human torch of this podcast. Uh, Joining me this week is Tom, a.k.a. Thing. Absolutely. And also JD, a.k.a. he's Mr. Fantastic. He's the smart one. Heck yeah. (laughs) Good to hear. As you can tell, we're going to be doing, uh, we haven't done one of these in a long time. We're going to do Atomic Geekdom University tonight. And uh, Professors Dave and Tom will be taking JD through the Fantastic Four 101 course. Study up, kids. <laughs> there will not be a test. Or will there? Mm. Uh, I got Man, some cool... Mayhaps. I got some cool announcements at the end of the show that we'll get into uh, pertaining to a couple contests in which I've received news about uh, today, in fact, from a very cool, cool celebrity. And uh, these two don't even know about it yet. I don't. It's uh, I am nervous. I am waiting with anticipation. Are you? Are, is it uh, baited anticipation? Both. <laughs> uh, I don't know the format of the contest yet, but I will tell you the prizes, and then you guys can watch Twitter at Atomic Geekdom uh, at Atomic Geekdom to find out how to win these prizes, and we'll get into that later. Also, I have kind of an announcement to make that again, these two don't know anything about. Which I think it's cool. It has nothing to do with sending us money. Don't worry about that. It's not a commercial. Uh, so you definitely want to stay tuned. I'm going to talk about it on this week's Geek Out as well. Uh, probably a little more in-depth. But uh, I kind of want to get it out there as soon as possible. Because I think it's very, very important. But right now, we're going to dig into the first family of comic books. And that is the Fantastic Four. JD, you're like a clean slate, right? You don't know much about anything about these I, guys. The old- yeah, the only thing I really know is from the two lackluster movies that everyone seemed to hate, <laughs> but I really didn't mind because obviously I didn't know much. But that's about it. Literally, have never read a comic about them in my life. Uh, that's perfectly okay. You're you're okay in that. Uh, I'm very excited to hear that you're just getting into Morning Glories, though. Uh, which is I a- am. I'm just finished the first trade. I love it so much. <laughs> Wish I could send you my trades. I have I think uh, seven volumes. Yeah, uh, I have one through four. Oh. I bought them at the Comic Con in Detroit for like nice. four bucks a piece. Oh, uh, good deal, like killer deal. Yeah, great deal. Uh, yeah, it's great. I think I got Jenny hooked on it. I got Danny hooked on it. Uh, Jason, I still working on, but uh, yeah. And you guys can go back and listen to our interview with artist Joe Isma. He is super awesome. He drew me into issue forty-one. Uh, it's probably the coolest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. I have uh, I used that picture as my Twitter avatar for the longest time. Uh, I'll go back to it eventually, but I didn't. Uh, spoiler alert: I didn't die in the issue, so I may be back for another cameo, and maybe I'll have some dialogue this time. Um, hopefully, not just playing <laughs> dodgeball, uh, tower ball. Let's get it right, tower ball. Uh, <laughs> I'm, see, a, I'm not that far in the series yet, so I'm aud- I'm trying out for a tower ball team, and I probably didn't make it. Just uh, just an FYI, didn't look like it. I was doing too well. 
against the, one of the main characters. Uh, uh, all right, let's get into it. Let's dig into Fantastic Four. Tom, I'm going to kind of rely on you. What I know is from cartoons, some comics. I didn't get a whole lot into Fantastic Four when I was a kid. I was more of an X-Men fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to rely on you a little bit, but uh, I've got notes. I did some research as a, as a good host should. So let's just dig into the origins and the beginning of the comic book. Uh, Fantastic Four debuted in issue number one of, you guessed it, The Fantastic Four. Uh, November of 1961, created by, anyone, anyone? Stan Lee. And? Jack Kirby. Perfect. Uh, The dynamic duo, as it were, of the Marvel Universe. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, It was originally in a response to the Justice League, actually, as... Yeah, it's true. It's uh, true, it was. Stan Lee was out golfing with some of the competitors, you know, friends. They were all friends, and there still are friends crossing platforms or crossing companies. Uh, they were out golfing, and they are talking about the Justice League and stuff like that, and Stan Lee thought, well, we need a superhero team, and so he created the, they created the Fantastic Four. And that was, like, your first superhero team for Marvel. And then, of course, you would have the Avengers, which would be a bigger response to Justice League, mm-hmm. I think, than the Fantastic Four. But what's different about the Fantastic Four, in my opinion, is for as much in-squabbling and fighting that they do, like you get with the X-Men and that you get with the Justice League and everybody else, this is a family. Yeah, uh, Reed Reed Richards is the leader. That's Mr. Fantastic. He marries Sue Storm, who's the Invisible Girl. He went to college with Ben Grimm, who is Thing, and Johnny Storm, or excuse me, Johnny Storm. Yeah, Johnny Storm uh, is the Human Torch, and that's Sue's younger brother. So it's it's essentially, you know, aside from Ben, they're all family, but they consider Ben as, like, the older brother, uh, the grumpier older brother. Uh, it You know, it's... I, I enjoy that dynamic because it is different. Eventually Reed and Sue have kids and they have powers as well. And there's a whole series of books about them. And uh, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to even get really much into the kids aspect of it because you don't. There's a lot. Yeah, it's, right. It's deep. Because one of the kids has time travel and that just creates yeah. a, a headache. And we don't need to talk about it right now, especially because we're trying to get you prepared for the new Fantastic Four movie that's coming out this Friday. Uh, so we want to prepare you with a little bit of knowledge as best we can uh, to our ability. Again, we're not going to know everything. We're going to get stuff wrong or we're going to miss some stuff. But we're going to do our best. And if we miss stuff, hit us up on Twitter. We'll retweet it and you can help inform everybody. Uh, Fantastic Four was a big book in the Silver Age of comic books. Uh, it, it's still going on. Uh, the problem is the same problem that X-Men has right now uh, with Marvel is that they're kind of hampered by the fact that so I'm sorry, 20th Century Fox owns the film rights. So... Marvel is kind of handcuffing what can be done in those books. Like X-Men aren't allowed to create new mutants anymore because they can't put, they don't want to feed Fox with more characters. They want the rights back for those. And so they're doing the best they can to, in my opinion, kill the franchise. I would not, I would not disagree with you, which makes me mad. Cause I, like I say, I'm a hardcore X-Men fan and I want to see more and I'd love to see them more true to the books. Uh, even though I did really enjoy Days of Future Past, and I'm really excited for Apocalypse, but and Gambit, I am too. Well, you'll, you'll hear the Gambit news in this week's uh, Geek Out, which is either good or bad, depending on how you look at it. Uh, but with Fantastic Four, they just they're ending the run. I think uh, was the news. I think it's it's pretty much over uh, for that really? for that book. I could very well be wrong, but I thought I heard that that book is uh, yes. 
Fantastic Four will be canceled in 2015 with issue 645, uh, saying that the book oh, is reverting to its original numbers and the book is going away for a while. Um, so yeah, it's, it's away for a while. Yeah, so that means the, they can they could reintroduce it. Most likely, they're just they're doing their Secret Wars thing right now on Marvel, and I think right. yeah, the the people that are getting the axe are the Fantastic Four. X Men won't end, but I certainly think they're putting a less emphasis on it. But I like to think Secret Wars is kind of like a reboot. I mean, it's kind of like DC does with the New Fifty Two and Convergence and all. It, this is going to come back. Trust. Well, me. Convergence wasn't a true reboot. Um, it wasn't, but within the story wise, I mean, it, it, it wanted to, it cleared up. It, it was trying to clear up some plot holes. Sure, sure. Because a lot of things are still continuing. Like the Green exactly. Lantern run is still continuing. The yeah. Batman run is is, is is different, but it's continuing. Well, from, well, in DC, there's certain things that don't get touched right. by that. Well, I mean, I mean sport, Batman, sport. Batman and Green Lantern are the ones that really a lot of times don't get touched when something like that happens. Well, big spoiler alert. We're kind of, we're really off track, but big spoiler alert on the DC side of things is Batman's dead. Bruce Wayne is dead. Um, Jim Gordon is the new Batman and he kind of works for the police. It's a different kind of Batman. He's got like a bionic suit type of thing. And uh, Superman doesn't have his, his powers right now. And he's running around wearing a Superman t-shirt. It's really dumb. Uh, and I, don't, I am not. I'm not liking what they're doing. I don't. Really. I don't like Superman to begin with, and I'm not really reading it other than what I see from the Batman Superman book. Yeah, and I'm not liking the Batman thing either. I like I mean, the Batman. I, I love Gordon. Gordon's a great character. It's he, Gordon's been a character from Jump Street, but right. it's uh, I, it's only like three put, books. You don't put him in that, right? It's only three books in, and they've already hinted at Bruce being alive. So. It's going to come back, and so is Superman. And the Green Lantern storyline is pretty heavy, and I can't get into it now. But let's get back to Fantastic Four. Um, okay, so the origins. Uh-oh. The original origins of the Fantastic Four, they gained, and you saw that essentially in the first Fantastic Four movie back in 05. Uh, they gained their powers uh, after exposure to cosmic rays during a scientific mission in outer space. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty simple, pretty easy to follow, pretty cool. I think it works. Mm-hmm. Why not? Nothing, nothing really to to uh, be like, what? I don't buy that. Why not? Uh, one thing is different in the 2005 movie than it is the original or the comic book origins is uh, Doom wasn't a part of that mission. Right. He, he gained his powers separately. But it's a movie. Why not? It worked. Uh, well, <laughs> sort of. Uh, so Reed Richards becomes Mr. Fantastic. He is a, a, or already, before he gets powers, he's a scientific genius He's the leader of the Fantastic Four, and once he gets his powers, he can stretch his body to incredible lengths and shapes. Uh, he totally blames himself for the failed space mission uh, and for everything that's happened to his friends and family because of it. Essentially, Ben, uh, because Ben is no longer, he doesn't look the same. He's a big rock dude, and it ruins his relationships and makes him an outcast uh, at first, and he pretty much becomes the most loved member of the team uh, by, by the world. Uh, one thing Fantastic Four also deals with is their celebrity aspect. Uh, these guys are known. They're, they have no secret identities. No uh, mask. Right. They don't wear a mask. People know who they are, and you know Johnny Storm is the ego, and he wants people to know who they are. He wants to be branded. Oh, yeah. Like you saw with Chris Evans in the first two movies. That's very true to that character. Uh, maybe a little over the top, but uh, no, it is very over the top, but. Okay, so moving on. Sue Storm, Susan Storm, is the Invisible Woman. She eventually marries Reed Richards. Spoilers, I guess. Has kids. 
she can render herself invisible. That was the original power. And then eventually she gains the power to project like powerful force fields. And she uses that for defense and for offense. She can push people away with them. Uh, and then there's Johnny Storm, um, Sue's younger brother. He becomes the human torch. He can turn his whole body into flames, surround himself with them, and fly. And uh, he is actually the, I think, the story behind the 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 Iron Man 3, whatever that thing is that made people blow up. Um I think that had to deal more with Johnny Storm in the comic books. I can't remember exactly. Uh, no. I've, no. No? Okay. I thought he had something to do with it as well. But anyway, not important. Uh, and then there's Ben Grimm, who was a former college football star. He was Reed's college roommate. He was an expert pilot. Uh, he would become the thing, or just thing. And he possesses superhuman strength and endurance due to the nature of his stone-like flesh. So there's your Fantastic Four core group. Never really changes. There's some variations. Some people kind of subbed in and were temporary, and we'll talk about that a little later. But first, before I continue, JD, any questions thus far? Do we know like if they're keeping that same family dynamic for the new one or not? Yes. In fact, it's a little more hardcore family because... The father, the storm father, kind of adopts, uh, I think, Doom. Michael B. Jordan. Well, no, 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 no. Like, these are, like, his kids, essentially, that get sent. And it's an alternate reality, I guess, they go to uh, instead of space, which is fine, too. I'm okay with that as well. Yeah. Uh, I think it's still they're still cosmic rays or something that affects them. It, does, it works. It's a little different. I think it's more towards the ultimate Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to double check. I never read that book. I'm actually currently reading Ultimate X Men and loving it. Um, I don't know why I waited so long. <clears throat> anyway, oh. but uh, Fantastic Four, yeah, uh, this one we'll get into it more. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to see it. I think next Tuesday, so I'll, I'll write up a review for it. But um, I'm <laughs> going to be a little late on that one. Okay. Any other questions? Uh, I think for now it's good. Okay. I kind of knew most of that stuff considering sure. I've seen both the first two movies. So. <laughs> right. Okay. So they have like a, a headquarters or a base. Uh, it's the Baxter building, which you saw in the first two movies. Nice. Uh, later it would be replaced by the four freedoms plaza because the Baxter building is destroyed by Christoph Vernad Vernard, who is like the protege or adopted son of Dr. Doom, uh, which is a, a good storyline to read. If you ever want to get into a fantastic four book. Um, we could talk about the kids, the, the Richards children. There's Franklin Richards, who's, uh, Franklin Benjamin Richards. He's named after his grandfather and also, uh, Ben Grimm. Uh, he has, he's a mutant and he's beyond Omega level, which means he's kind of up towards, or even beyond like Xavier, um, and nearing Jean Grey type powers. Mm-hmm. He can uh, re- he can manipulate reality, and he has got psionic powers, and he's the older brother of. And then Valeria Richards is the daughter. She has genius level intelligence, and at one point she becomes a Marvel girl, and then she's got superhuman strength and vulnerability, invisibility, time travel, force field generation, energy blast, genius level intelligence, limited telekinesis, shortened empathy and telepathy. Oh, like uh, talk about jump the shark character, she's it. Like she is, she can do yeah. everything, but that's as Marvel girl. That's not as Valeria. Uh, she yeah. gets these powers uh, in a different way. Uh, I can run down a quick list of temporary members of the team. Uh, you know, just, just, just to know who's been involved with the fantastic four. 
Crystal from the Inhumans, Medusa from the Inhumans. Again, the Inhumans you're going to see a lot more of in the Marvel Cinema uh, Universe. They're already on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but you're going to see the core Inhumans, uh, the royal family, I guess you'd call them, yep. um, in that movie. And, like, Black Bolt. It's Black Bolt, right? No. Black. Uh, yeah. You're right. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Never never got into the Inhumans. I know their origins and their history, but right now I'm kind of mad at the Inhumans because they're the X-Men replacement. Um Anyway, uh, it's not a replacement. It's, it feels very ex- much like it, especially it's an, ex- it's an extension, especially if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It totally feels like it. Well, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is taking it to a different to another way. Well, it's I mean, preparing it. it. It's not, yeah, it, it's preparing it, but I wouldn't say it's a replacement. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, Power Man, which is Luke Cage, which he's going to get his own show on Netflix. And you're going to see him coming up on Jessica Jones. Uh, Nova, the Frankie Ray version. And we'll talk a little more about Frankie Ray later. Uh, she was in one of the movies. Uh, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, the Sharon Ventura version. Ant-Man, the Scott Lang, uh, the current Marvel version that's in the movies and the comics. Cool. Uh, Namorita, which I think is the female Namor. <laughs> I have no idea who Namorita that is. is uh, that is Samaria's sister. Sister? Okay. Uh, Storm, she, Black... If they do the story right, she plays in the Civil War. But I don't think they're. Gonna I do don't it. think they're gonna. Yeah, they're not gonna bring her in. I think. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see Namor. She either. in the in the in the comics. She was very involved in the beginning of Civil War. Sure. Yeah, I remember. Um, she dies, doesn't she? I think she gets busted up in the explosion. Yeah, the beginning. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's gonna be different from the movies, anyways. I think. Um. Anyway. Okay. So Storm, Black Panther. Uh, there was a temporary lineup, which kind of a cool Fantastic Four lineup of Hulk, Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Ghost Rider. That's a pretty cool lineup. <laughs> um, not if you go movie-wise. kind of cool. If you go movie-wise, it's pretty weak. All right. Let's let's uh, let's dig into some enemies. Uh, Fantastic Four has a pretty big rogues gallery, if you want to call it that. Namely, I mean, you have Doctor Doom. That's the big one. He's a huge villain, not just for Fantastic Four, but in the Marvel Universe overall. He's, uh, you know, he's an evil genius, Victor Von Doom. Uh, he's from the fictional country of Latveria. Uh, he's a sorcerer. He's highly skilled in hand-to-hand combat. He's a genius. Like I said, he can do mind transfer at some points. He can control technology. He can manipulate electricity. He's got powered armor, superhuman strength, durability, endurance. He can fly. He can do force field generation. Uh, he is their nemesis. And he is your essential, he's, he's the main villain you're going to see in the new movie. He's the one you see in the first two movies. He is their Joker. He's their Lex Luthor. He is all wrapped into one. He's, he's bad. And I think he's cool. He's one of the best. So he's uh, the, he, the guy that keeps coming back no matter what, like you can't get yeah. rid of him kind of deal. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Tom, would you disagree with that? Okay. Oh no, I agree. Okay. Um, in fact, we had one person tweet in, uh, at Mike Schmidt 09, who did, who did both our theme songs. Uh, you check him out at Mike Schmidt 09. He does a lot of cool music, geek related songs and themes. He says, Dr. Doom is my favorite villain of the Fantastic Four. So menacing and brilliant, but also a great deal of personal pain there. What he's talking about is he has to wear that Doom mask because his face is disfigured. Uh, he's like a, he's like an heir to Latveria, right? Like he's supposed to be like the king or something. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Um, I'm looking it up here. Somebody should talk while I do that. No. So, okay. so I guess what happened to disfigure his face then? 
like was it just like a childhood accident or I think it was if I'm right it was the effects of the whatever he he in the original origin he suffered the same thing it, he he was exposed to the same kind of radiation in a different way okay and it it affected his face okay his pride leads to Doom's disfigurement at the hands of his own machine and to the failures yeah. of his many schemes. Yeah. Uh, there's also an idea that Dr. Doom placed his mask on his face before it was fully cool, burning it to its fa- his face. Right. Right. Um, wow. That's kind of rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's rough. It's awful. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're supposed, you know, like like Magneto and some of these other villains. Just you should have uh, a certain level of of sympathy for them at at one point. Yeah, um, and like can, a good villain, definitely you can like kind of almost side with sure. a little bit. Well, yeah, there's a point, of course, a turning point when they go too far, but mm-hmm. you can kind of you can kind of relate to how they got there. Yeah, um, for sure. And Doom is Doom is a good one. Uh, okay, other enemies. Uh, Mole Man's a big one because I think he's like one of their first. Yeah, uh, that they faced. It's like on the cover of the comic book and everything. Uh, the scrolls, which is a big one because that's a huge Marvel like X Men deal with scrolls. The Avengers, Guardians, everybody runs in with the scrolls. Uh, which I think the Agents of Shield have even had dealings with the scrolls. They have, they have started to introduce it. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Uh, Namor, the Submariner, was a villain of theirs, even though he's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He st- well, Namor was a Namor's kind of an ass. I yeah. mean, at the beginning, he's he's very he is the 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 king. That's what he is. And when 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 the whole thing goes off, he is he's very egotistical. And then as the story goes along, he finally realizes, okay, uh, I need these people. Yeah. And then he becomes an Avenger and yeah. 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 But he, he's like, he's like the Aquaman, but Namor is, if you read the stories, he, Namor is really an ass. <laughs> I mean, really, there's no, other, there's no, no way to, no way to candy coat that. There's nothing else. To, okay. No, Namor is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> just, just if you can Not go back guy. and read it. Well, I mean, he, he he ends up being a good guy, but he starts off as that guy you really don't like. Right. He. Okay. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about Cause it anymore because he because he, he thinks he's better than everyone. Sure, that makes sense. And he's been affiliated with everybody: the Avengers, the Defenders, the Invaders, yeah, <laughs> the X Men, so the Dark X Men, the Phoenix yeah. Five. Uh, that's right; he was part of the Phoenix Five. I forgot about that. Uh, that's, I don't even know what the Phoenix Five are. That's uh, that leads to Professor Xavier's death. Uh, the Phoenix Five, I believe, if I remember right. Yeah, because it's way, way, way off topic. Uh, the Phoenix Force. Combines into Cyclops, Emma Frost, Namor, Colossus, and Colossus's sister Magic, and eventually it takes control of them, and it leads to the death of of uh, Professor X, which they're still doing, still still kind of reeling from in the books. Such a hugely like, backstory. Like, That's pretty recent too. 
it's it's one of those things like the reason i don't read more like superhero comics is because i feel like they're almost like impenetrable right like, i have no problem reading like a new series like morning glories when there's like a specific beginning which or, is what like, la- yeah it's which, just so difficult to yeah me. and that's why they're doing what they're doing in marvel with this reboot is to start with and then the new 52 was the same thing was to give you new number ones so you felt like okay i can jump in now okay uh so like you know they're not that far like i think uh dc is like an issue 40s of their new universe um if you want to call it that, like 2011 is when they started it. So you still yeah. could pick up trades and get back into that and still see like, but certain things have already happened. Like you go to Batgirl, like she, part of Canon was she was paralyzed and now she can walk again. So, okay. but that, but they do talk about it and they go into it. <clears throat> so you would learn that if you didn't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge hurdle to climb if you want to get into comic books, but it I wouldn't use it as a, bl- a roadblock. I'd still, you know, not just for you, but for anybody out there, there's lots of ways like these podcasts to learn the history and then jump right in. Um, I mean, it's hard to jump into a current run that's like, say, you're part six of a run. You know, they're telling a story, and it's, yeah. it, and that's hard to do. But usually those stories, those arcs end after like six issues. Or seven issues, you know, they run, you know, what they run, and it usually gets combined into a trade. Trades are your best way to go to catch up. Uh, Yeah, that's why I usually just, I usually only buy trades. Sure. That's a lot easier that way. (laughs) Right. It's a good way to save money, too. Uh, Yep. So, uh, me as a collector and a total nerd, I have to get the issues and store them in long boxes that take up so much space. Anyway, all right, back to Fantastic Four villains. So we left off with uh, Namor the the D bag, and then we'll move through a, qu- a lot of these pretty quickly until I get to some that you know that are pretty big and memorable. Uh, Puppet Master, Kang the Conqueror, Fright- the Frightful Four, Annihilus, Galactus is a big one. You saw, you sort of saw him in the second uh, movie. Not even, no, you you did not. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, Claw, Wizard, Impossible Man, Red Ghost, Mad Thinker, Super Scroll, uh, Molecule Man, Diablo, Dragon Man, Psycho Man, Ronan the Accuser, who you saw in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, mm-hmm. uh, Salem's Seven, Terax, Terminus, Hyperstorm, and Lucia, Lucia Von Bardas are, you know, these are the bigger ones, you know, Galactus, and uh, you could put Silver Surfer in there as a one time villain. A uh, one time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Well, I'll pause again. Questions, JD? You guys are doing a really good job so far. <laughs> all right. I'm keeping up. All right. So. Uh, we can kind of move, unless Tom has something to say, we can kind of move into the adaptations that we've gotten, like films and, and TV shows. Plus, well, this will lead to the Galactus thing, so you go ahead. Okay. Well, we'll start with the animated series stuff, because that's predates the movies. Um, let me pull up my animated series notes here because there's been so many. Yeah. Alrighty. So back in the sixties through the seventies, Hanna-Barbera made a fantastic four cartoon. That was actually my first introduction, uh, to the team. Uh, not back then, but when I would be younger in the eighties, <laughs> Uh, there was a second one that started in the late 70s into 78, which featured a Herbie unit in place of the Human Torch, which is stupid. 
Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers that. Nope. Okay. Don't. (laughs) Uh, Then there was uh, a third one, which became part of the Marvel action on our uh, with introductions by Stan Lee. That was like 26 episodes. That was in mid nineties, about the same time as the animated X-Men series. And just about the time of the Spider-Man animated series that was on back then, uh, which was like Marvel's answer to the Batman animated series that was doing so well. Um, and then the fourth series was more recent back in 06, Fantastic Four, World's Greatest Heroes, uh, on Cartoon Network that ran for, again, 26 episodes. Never really, those cartoons never caught on. Those aren't anything I would say is, like, nostalgic to my childhood, like the ones I just mentioned, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. X-Men, and, and, and Batman, of course. Uh, I didn't really get into any of the cartoons so much, aside from what I saw at the beginning, you know, when I was a real little kid. Where yeah, I just didn't like it. <laughs> wasn't wasn't my thing. Uh, and currently, they've appeared in the Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon, but they never talk. They're just there oh. to to help battle Galactus, I guess. <laughs> and then Thing becomes a member of the New Avengers in that show, which I don't watch either. Uh, there's been video games in Fantastic Four, but nothing worth talking about. <laughs> uh, okay. I remember actually playing a Fantastic Four game when I was younger and absolutely hating it. Uh, yeah, I think it was on. There's there's one on Atari, <laughs> um, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. They were a part of the Spider-Man animated series video game. Yeah, uh, and then they're a part of all the Marvel games that come out. All right, the films, which I think everybody knows them from, uh, and maybe yes. ha- maybe hates them <laughs> from. Uh, there was the first film back in 2005, directed by Tim Story. Uh, that movie starred uh, Ian Gruffold as Reed Richards, Jessica Alba as Sue Storm, Chris Evans as Johnny Storm, Michael Chiklis as Ben Grimm, and Julian McMahon, uh, at that time of Nip Tuck fame, uh, as Victor Von Doom. Now, aside from Ian Gruffold, who I didn't really care about, I didn't hate, I just really didn't care. Uh, that's a cool cast. Jessica Alba, Chris Evans, pre. Uh, it was a star- very young cast, right? But, like, yeah. Aside from Michael Chiklis, who was uh, even then he wasn't that huge. Oh five, that would be the big, the beginning of the shield. Uh, yeah. And then Julian McMahon was kind of a star from Nip Tuck, but I, I was excited for him to be a villain, and that didn't, you know, that was a big letdown. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Michael Chik, you know. Back then, Jessica Alba was still, you know, she was she was famous, but not, not a huge star. Chris Evans again was was famous, but not huge. So it was cool. I was I was excited for that cast, and then you know Jessica Alba was just there for, you know, to look good, and be in her underwear parts of the parts of the the movie. Yeah, pretty much. Chris Evans was the comic relief, and uh, Michael Chiklis was, <laughs> I don't know, not great. And it was I, I was I was really not disappointed with this cast. I mean, Ian Gruffold, I mean, as you look at Mr. Fantastic, I thought he actually portrayed the actually role. I mean, he kinda got a little crazy because it is what it is. But seeing him, I I kinda bought it. 
Well, sure, he's a big nerd. I mean, he can play that pretty well. Yeah, I, that's why I kind of bought it. The problem with the characterization of all of these characters is they were so over-the-top and campy that it reminded me of Spider-Man 3. I agree. Uh, um, especially yeah. with Chiklis's thing voice, terrible. Uh, and, you know, oh, one thing you should know is Thing has a catchphrase, a signature line, which was uh, borrowed by CM Punk for a long time <laughs> in, his, in his entrance to the ring. Uh, it's clobber in time is the thing. That's, his, that's his, his catchphrase, I guess. Has that been with him since, like, the comics and everything? Or yeah. Or is that, like, something yeah. they, like, added yeah. in the movies? Nope, that's, they. Uh, I mean, they appropriated it for the movies, but it was from the comics. Cool. Uh, I don't think we'll see this in the new movie. It's clobbering time? I don't think we'll see this. I think it would be cool to see CM Punk do it in the movie. <laughs> but I don't think they called him. In the oh, movie. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think we'll see the thing say it's clobbering time. I don't either. I don't. Yeah, either. I don't. Yeah, because it doesn't, it doesn't look like it's like lighthearted like it was no. like the other two. Right. Like, this one looks a lot more serious and like it almost seems like a sci-fi film. Well, I read something like which could I help. Some, yeah, I read something uh I think it was like last week where this is going to be darker where it's yeah. a darker interpretation. Sure. They got to do something different. I feel like it's Marvel's or it's like Fox's best interpretation of like a Warner Brothers superhero movie. Well, they got to try because the first two failed miserably, and I think this is probably going to be their last attempt. And they're getting killed, so they have to do something. Yeah. The thing I'm worried about, though, about this movie is that the reviews are all embargoed until the release day. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, that either, one, they're trying to hide something, or they're not really sure yeah. of how people are going to feel. Right, if they're going to, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, again, I'm going to go see it, you know, I have no real excitement for the movie other than it's a comic book movie, you know, and I like these characters and I want to see them again. And I love the actors that are in the new one. So we'll see. We'll talk about that one in a little bit. It's actually grown on me after the first teaser and then to the new preview. <laughs> it's, it's grown on me. It had grown on me until I went I, to the, the gym I today. Kinda, yeah. I kind of want to see it, but it's like, I don't want to see it. You know what I mean? It's sure. like, uh, I really uh, want to see it. I just I hate the that they're using Kanye West's power. I saw that. Commercial. That's terrible. Like they they started off it being like super like dark and like really intense, like all the new trailers, and now they're like marketing it to a different crowd, and I don't like it. One thing like that has really gotten to me. This is the week of the release, but I was watching Bar Rescue at the gym today, and. Every commercial break had almost two Fantastic Four trailers in the commercial break. Hmm. I'm like, come on. I understand you need to promote it heavily, but this is overkill and it's desperate. But we'll see. Again, we'll, I'm going to see it. I'm going to give it a chance. Uh, going back to the first Fantastic Four movie, other members of the cast here. Uh, young Kerry Washington played the blind Alicia, Master, Alicia Masters, who ends up being mm-hmm. a love interest for Thing later. Um, Maria Menounos. Uh, the very, very hot Maria Menounos from, like, E! and uh, WWE. She's a big wrestling fan. She played... <laughs> her credit is Sexy Nurse. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, Stan Lee makes an appearance, of course, so he has to because he's a co-creator. He was the, the postal worker that delivers mail to the Baxter building. Uh, a little trivia for you. Other actresses considered for Sue Storm, and this kind of intrigues me to the prospect of uh, either a Rachel McAdams Sue Storm or a Carrie Russell Sue Storm. I love Carrie Russell, and I think that would have been cool too. Uh, that's just me. Uh, okay. So that's the first one. I mean, it didn't do terrible. It was, um, it was, it was good in the theater. Um, let's see. Box office wise. It was before like, okay. 2005 was like pre dark Knight rises or dark Knight. Pre dark Knight showed what a superhero movie could be. Right. Well, even Batman begins, uh, kind of laid the groundwork. Um, yeah. Batman Begins was like 2003, wasn't it? Or was it 2005? I can't remember. I think um, it was 2003. Um, I would say Batman Begins kind of started the revolution of these movies. Like comic book movies being more real or more... Uh, nope, 2005. Batman 2005? Yeah. yeah, so there really wasn't like a solid like groundwork for what to do in a movie to make it decent. This came out... Uh, a month after Batman Begins. So they were producing it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Okay, so sequel to this movie somehow. Of course they made a sequel because this movie made... Uh, it cost $100 million to make. It, they made $330 million back. So, or wow. They made three, so they made $230 million in profit. Uh, so of course they're going to do a sequel. And the premise of the title, I mean, it's a colon title, Fantastic Four, colon, Rise of the Silver Surfer. That's a big deal. First time you get to see the Silver Surfer on the big screen is a a big deal, in my opinion. And then they also centered the storyline around, quote, unquote, Galactus. Um, This movie borders on campy along the lines of, like, Spider-Man 3, like I said. It gets real stupid. Uh, one thing I could say I liked about the first Fantastic Four is the montage sequence when they're when Reed's trying to figure out how to save them all, and you get uh, Chris Evans playing pranks on Thing. I, I like that. I don't know why. <laughs> that always made me laugh when he does like the shaving cream on his nose. <laughs> I don't know why I like that little montage. Yeah. But oh. anyway, um, <laughs> Rise of the Silver Surfer. If Tom's done choking, came out two years later. Uh, introduced us to uh, Victor Von Doom again appears. Uh, Doug Jones plays the body of Silver Surfer, but the voice is done by Lawrence Fishburne. And we get a weird interpretation of Galactus in this movie. Galactus is the eater of worlds. He literally eats worlds. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember a little bit, yes. Tom? Oh, did we lose Tom to a coughing fit? We may have. All right, I'll just keep going, and hopefully he'll chime in when he's when he's done, or maybe he's muted and he doesn't realize it. Either way, uh, yeah, Galactus is a big bad villain, super big. He eats planets, so he's got to be big enough. And then he uses the Silver Surfer as his quote unquote herald. He goes out and finds worlds for him to eat, mm-hmm. and such a thing happens here. And <laughs> uh, the movie opens with them getting married, with Reed and Sue getting married. And it'd be yeah, big... I remember the scene. I thought that was really like okay, yeah, it was a cool scene. I thought the marriage, the wedding yeah. with the like the helicopter trying to cover it, like as a big press yeah, yeah. thing. 
Yep, I uh, thought that was kind of fun. All right, that's fair, I guess. I, I also, sorry. this was like 13-year-old me. Sure. So, uh, They brought in the Fantastic Car in this movie. <laughs> the big flying Fantastic Four car that split off into four parts. I remember that and thinking that was just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was weird. It was very weird. Uh, they introduced the world to uh, Captain Frankie Ray, who would become Nova at one point. Uh, uh-huh. She plays kind of a little love interest, sort of, for Chris Evans' character. Uh, but that's our real first intro- introduction to the Nova character, which is kind of cool, played by Bo Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Brogger was in this movie. Brian Pesain, the comedian, was like the wedding minister. <laughs> it was crazy. I hated this movie. Couldn't stand it. And hated it? Yeah, hated it. Like, not the lines of Batman and Robin or X-Men 3. Like, not that bad, but it was bad. Um, See, it did... I remember distinctly liking the second one more than I liked the first. It focused on them falling apart and going their separate ways, which is kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Um, Because, of course, Human Torch wants to stay with it because of the celebrity and the fame. And then Thing Thing has to do this. Otherwise, what else is he going to do? But Reed and Sue want to go off and start a family. They don't want him to do this anymore. But Reed, obviously, you know, he gets the ladies at his bachelor party and, you know, whatever. Uh, So they basically have to try to stop Galactus in this movie. It, it, It was a big mess at the end. Uh, Tom, are you back? Guess not. No, said Tom. He's not back. <laughs> With his stunned silence. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, let's... I... I figured he so would have... So is Silver Surfer, like, really big in mythology for the Fantastic Four? Or is it, like, kind of a middling character, I He's guess? his own own thing. He's yeah. got, he has his own book. Like he's been tied to Fantastic Four quite a few times, but he's his own thing. Like he does his own stuff. Uh, they used him as a portal to bring Galactus in with Fantastic Four, which is true. That happens in the books mm-hmm. uh, at one point, but uh, his story is kind of separate. He, like I say, it's his own. He's his own book, which may have sprung off on off out of Fantastic Four. I don't know the history of that. I bet you Tom does, but we are yeah. current currently missing Tom. Um, not sure. What's yeah, going. I just like I don't know. I felt like when I watched Roger the Silver Surfer, I thought like he was a very compelling villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is thirteen-year-old me, so I'll probably watch <laughs> the movie and absolutely hate it. But like, I felt like it was like his scenes were cool. Like he was very like slick, I guess, as a villain. Well, he looks cool. He's like he's made of silver and he's got a surfboard mm. and he's, yeah. an, he's an alien. Uh, his actual name is Norrin Rad. Uh, he's kind of... Oh, so he's not from Earth at all? No, no, no. He's from a different okay. planet that was going to be destroyed by Galactus, and I think to save his family, he became, so like, the Herald. Yeah. Uh, which gave him, uh, like, the, the powers he has, like the surfboard, and he can travel faster than light. Uh, and like he searches for planets for Galactus to consume, and then he, mm-hmm. and then yes, he was introduced in Fantastic Four number forty six. Okay. So yeah, he was he was part of that the Galactus trilogy book of books. So there's another one you guys could check out if you can find it. Okay. 
Uh, you can sure you can find it online or at the Marvel bookstore. Um, yeah. All right. So that's Silver Surfer. All right. We'll move on to the the new. I, I'm sure Tom has tons to talk about of that because he I'm sure hated the, yeah. the depiction of Galactus. So maybe he'll come back. Um, well, I don't even remember what Galactus was. Was it just like a giant orb? I think or like. I'm trying to think, like, what was Well, he? the real Galactus, the real Galactus has form and shape. He's, like, a really large robot-looking thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was, like, a cl- he was, like, coming out of a cloud in the, in the movie. Um. Really? That's why, yeah, I remember, like, a cloud or something. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Sorry, I was texting Tom to see if he's all right. No, it's okay. Uh, okay, so the new movie, uh, which we've kind of talked about a little bit uh, already, is directed by Josh Trank, who also directed Chronicle. Very good movie. I loved Chronicle. Definitely one of my favorite like superhero-esque movies ever. Yes, and we'll definitely try to talk. Uh, we're going to do a podcast about obscure superhero-like movies like that and Super and uh, there's a little bunch of them uh, we can get into. Uh, what's the Will Smith one? Um uh, Hancock? Yes, that that would be in there as well. Uh, there's a comedy to... Oh, man. I'm, my brain sucks lately. Uh, what is the... Mystery Men. Uh, Mystery back, Men. Back in the 90s or early 2000s. That was good. It's a comedy about superheroes. Yep. Never heard of it. <laughs> Maybe it's on Netflix. You should check it out. It's Ben Stiller is the star. Janine. Ben Stiller? Yep. Heck yes. A young, ben, a young, old Ben Stiller. Like, probably early... 30s, late 20s, something like that. Anyway, uh, this movie, Fantastic Four, is ri- was written by Simon Kinberg and Jeremy Slater and Trank himself. Uh, the movie stars Miles Teller as Reed Richards. Love Miles Teller. Kate Mara as Sue Storm. Oh, totally loves the Kate, Kate Mara. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she's a lot more stuff lately, too. Yeah. Like... She was in American Horror Story for a little bit, and then, like, she kind of blew up. Uh, and, of course, she has a sister as well, who is also gorgeous and equally as talented, uh, Rooney Mara. Um, they're a part oh, of the... She... Huh? Sorry. No, go ahead. She, she played in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, didn't yep. she? Yeah. Yeah, Kate Mara has been in, like, We Are Marshall, Shooter, <laughs> uh, Brokeback Mountain, American Horror Story, Murder House... Transcendence, uh, ton of stuff, uh, and they're, they're a football family too. Their family owns the New York Giants. Uh, hey, wow, yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, that's a family I would like to. Not because I'm a Giants fan, but I'm a football fan. Uh, Kate Mara, look me up. Let's. Uh, I'll buy a dinner. I'll I don't know. Buy you dinner. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was the worst, worst date proposal ever. Yeah, a little bit. You're welcome for it's that, okay. that entertainment. I, I I love you, Kate Mara. Anyway, uh, she's Sue Storm in this version. Michael B. Jordan, another fantastic actor, uh, is Johnny Storm. Michael B. Jordan was in, uh, I want to say, Friday Night Lights TV show. Uh, he was great in that. Uh, he was in Chronicle. Parenthood, The Wire. I remember him in The Wire. Very young, was Michael he B. Jordan. In Chronicle? Yeah, he's the the black kid in Chronicle. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Uh, he was also in Fruitvale Station, which is a true story, a very good movie. Uh, and he was also in that awkward moment with Miles Teller and Zac Efron. Um, but I would say he's more known for Chronicle, Fruitvale Station, and then 
uh, for people that watch TV, Friday Night Lights, he was also very good in that. Everybody was good in that show, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then rounding out the Fantastic Four is Jamie Bell, another good actor. He's going to play Ben Grimm. He's a short little British dude, I think, uh, which was weird. I, I've always liked the movies he's been in. Uh, he's in Snowpiercer. He's in another superhero-based movie called Jumper. Um, he's in uh, that TV show, Turn. Uh, I have not seen Turn yet. Me I neither. Good, though. Yeah, Jenny, Jenny. I think Jenny likes it. Uh, he was also in King Kong. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, oh my god, he was. Forgot all about that. He's a good actor, so I'm I'm excited to see him as Ben Grimm. See what they do when once he gets changed. I'm sure he'll provide the voice still and see what he does with his voice mm-hmm. there. And I'm just excited for this movie, like in general, honestly. Like yeah. I'm more excited for this movie than I was for like Superman. And the Avengers, honest. Super, to like God. Man of Steel? Man of Steel, yeah. Okay. Sorry, the Man of Steel movie. Sure. And like the Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know we talked about that when we were talking about 2015 movies, and you said you're more excited for this than Age of Ultron. I thought that was pretty weird. Yeah, like, I don't know why. <laughs> like, I, I really like the idea behind the Fantastic Four, and like, Marvel has gotten like a string of movies that have all felt super similar. Like, you can just. To me, at least, they just seem like generic superhero movie, just like big action sequences. Mm-hmm. And like, this is definitely putting like a scientific twist on it. And I love that idea. Oh, yeah. I see Ant-Man. And the plus this, I mean, this isn't let's let's uh, make it clear for everybody. This isn't a Marvel movie. This is a 20th Century Fox movie. Uh, Marvel is involved, of course, but yeah. it's, this isn't part of the Marvel Universe. So let's let's put that out there. This there's talk of an X-Men Fantastic Four crossover, which they can do. Uh, it would be interesting and weird, but they can do it because that's they own it. Uh, but then you could also bring Deadpool in there, and who knows what could happen. Anyway, uh, also in the movie is Toby Kebbell, who's going to play Victor Von Doom, Doctor Doom, of course. Uh, he, okay, let's let's talk about the the family lineage here. Because Michael B. Jordan is a, a, a black gentleman, and Sue and Johnny are supposed to be brother and sister. Yes, that's where I was going for when I asked about the... <laughs> yeah. We'll clear, we'll clear it up for you here. Reg E. Cathy, I think I'm pronouncing that right, is going to play Dr. Franklin Storm. And he's the biological father of Johnny and adopted father of Sue. So Sue becomes adopted by the, the Storm family. Okay. Uh, also... Adopted in a certain capacity is Dr. Doom. Uh, he's a described as, and I'm just going to reading this from Wikipedia, a computer technician and a computer scientist who's adopted to a certain capacity by Dr. Storm. Uh, Doom finds a new father of sorts in Storm after being born to a Latvian Romani gypsy mother and a father who perished from exposure looking after him. Uh, perished from exposure. Okay. Uh, angry, vengeful, and bright, Doom tries to make people proud. While working at Baxter. Uh, Baxter is the, the company, I guess, now. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Doom will also be changed in the negative zone. And so just this alternate universe or something they're going to. Uh, as well the other characters. Kebble said that he concentrated the most on the voice of the character, adding, quote, On the animated series, they never got his voice what I imagined it to be when I read the comics as a little boy. What I spent the majority of my time doing was not just being a fan, but being a bit of a pedant and making sure I got exactly what I always wanted to see. So uh, that's kind of cool. He really wanted to, he was a fan of the character to begin with. That's, that's always good to see. 
So there's your, your main cast of this new movie. Again, it comes out on Friday, August 7th, the 2015. And uh, should be interesting, I guess. I mean, it's the... Antith- qu- what? I was going to say, it's the antithesis for this podcast. We wanted to get you guys ready for that movie. Go ahead. Yeah, quick question. Okay, so I know they've made some changes to Johnny Storm's character in this movie. Like, he doesn't have the ability to stretch... But he has, like, the ability to manipulate, like... No, no, like, that's, that's Miss Reed you're talking about. Sorry, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Reed. My bad. Um, so he has the... He doesn't have the ability to stretch, but he has the ability to, like, manipulate space and time around his body so that he can stretch. Uh, from what I'm reading, let's see. After like, school... I know they changed something very slightly... After school, Richards has been exploring the universe in his garage. After being transformed by one of his experiments, so he gets his powers from before they go, uh, he gained the ability to stretch his body into different forms and lengths. Teller said of the role, quote, when I read the script, I didn't feel like I was reading this larger-than-life incredible superhero tale. These are all very human people that end up having to become, I guess, what is known as the Fantastic Four. So for me, it was just a really good story and gives me an opportunity to play something different from my own skin. It makes it sound like he gets his abilities before they leave. That's weird. Very. Uh, th- it says he stretches his body. Again, this is Wikipedia. Um, I'm not reading anything differently. For some reason, I thought I read I thought I read an article, so this is like with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. that they're trying to make the movie like less... Like more like science, like more to do with like science and stuff. So like they tried to give like each of the characters like a reason within like our known like universe that they could do it. Like they tried sure. to explain how they use their superpower. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe it'll be a different explanation uh, once you yeah. see the movie. Um... I'm excited. I'll probably go see it opening night. So oh, I'll wow. tell you how it is. Cool. Yeah, I like I said, I'm really excited for this. I don't know why. <laughs> That's fine. I um, don't get like this for most superhero movies. Mine's Batman. Sure. Uh, and it should be noted, the sequel is going to be on my birthday, June second, twenty seventeen. They already Oh, so they are making a sequel then. Yeah. Like they already have it planned. Yep. I How get... much did the Silver Surfer make again? Did you ever say that? Uh I can't find out. Did for it you. bomb? No, or... it, it made a profit. Then why, I guess, why Why did I not make a third one? Let's see. Well, there was talk of a potential Silver Surfer spinoff, too. Um, oh. So, let's see here. Well, right away, due to 20th Century Fox's disappointment in the box office performance of the sequel, a potential third Fantastic Four film and a Silver Surfer spinoff were canceled. Okay, so it didn't make as much money as... 20th Century Fox wanted them to make. Uh, oh. The budget was 130 and they made two, and the box office was 289 so they barely... Oh, yeah, so that was a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, did I hear Tom? Tom, are you back? No? Tom's dead. Oh, Hopefully don't, not. That'd don't, be sad. don't spread that around. <laughs> I know. Tom's alive, everyone, I promise. Um, okay, so... All right, before we close here, do you have any other questions, student... I don't know. You guys have been great teachers. I feel like I know a lot, a lot more about Fantastic Four than I ever have. Cool. So, and I feel a lot more prepared to go see this movie. 
No. Yeah, now go uh, of course going into it, it's a different origin story. It's the more it's not based off of any particular Fantastic Four book is what I read from the writer, but it's mm-hmm. it's more along the lines of the Ultimate uh Fantastic Four series, which is just a title. It's just a different okay. run, different origins. And so are you are you expecting to like this more than the original? That's what I want to ask. More than the 2005 one? Yes, I am yes. expecting okay. to like it more because well, for one, these actors are more seasoned. Uh, these are good actors, award-winning actors. Nothing to say, you know, nothing against Jessica Alba or Chris Evans because they've done great things since then. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ian Gruffold had a canceled show on ABC for a little while. Uh, and Michael Chiklis is is great, and I can't wait to see him on Gotham. And then there's Julian McMahon, which unfortunately hasn't done much since this movie uh, and since Nip Tuck went away. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I think it'll be better than the original Fantastic Four movies, and I hope it really lights a fire under that franchise, and they can do more stuff. And because if this does well, then and, and then Apocalypse the does well, might be saved. Yes, <laughs> which I never got the comics, but I know there's a lot of fans out there that like the comics, and so mm-hmm. yeah, I have optimism. You know, there's a lot of haters out there, and that's fine. See the movie first, and then judge it, or you know, read a review and then judge it. I guess. Um, I don't like judging things based on their box office performance because I've liked a lot of movies that didn't get a lot of money. Dread 3D, cough, cough, still it's bitter. Good, good movie, and there's still so, talks, so still talks of that coming back. Um, but who knows? Hellboy three, we're, ne- we're probably never going to get that. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Well, apparently everyone is super excited about it making. Like Ron Perlman really yeah. wants it to happen, well, and sure. Ron Perlman gets what Ron Perlman wants. Bam. <laughs> yeah. There it is. There, there you said it. <laughs> yeah, he starts a big Twitter movement probably around the time Call of Comic-Con. right now. Hashtag Ron Perlman gets what Ron Perlman wants. <laughs> it's you, happening. You always make those long hashtags. Uh, okay, let's uh, do a couple of announcements here. That's our episode on Fantastic Four. Uh, if you guys have questions or if you have questions, go to Google. Uh, you can find it. <laughs> no, uh, if you have questions or if we missed anything cool that you'd like us to put back out there for you, hit us up at Twitter on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom or the email info at atomicgeekdom.com. Come straight to us and we can answer those for you. Uh, if you have suggestions for stuff that we should cover like this in the Atomic Geekdom University, hit us up again, Twitter at Atomic Geekdom or info at atomicgeekdom.com. And we'll be happy to cover them. And hopefully we can get somebody like JD or Danny or Jenny who doesn't know a lot about it where me and Tom are maybe a little more comfortable. Even Jason could have joined us, but he's been a little busy lately. Uh, yeah. Where we can kind of serve as quote-unquote experts. We are by no means experts. We are going to miss stuff. We're going to make mistakes. But we are comfortable with it enough to research it and find information that we know you guys would want uh, going into the new movies or whatever. We're going to probably do not a university, but we're going to cover Heroes soon since the new series is coming out. So we're going to mm-hmm. go back and revisit the old you know, I'm watching it right now. I'm on season two, which is depressing because season one was so good and it gets just downhill from there. See, I didn't find season two that bad. I thought season three was definitely like the low, low, low point that when, was just convoluted. Whenever spoiler, ridiculous. spoiler, when they start to make Siler a good guy, that's when, you know, things are bad. Spoiler alert. When they turn Siler into Nathan, that's when things literally hit rock bottom well that was the that was in season one they hint at it and that was a cool twist for a one-off alternate future but to make it like real 
Yeah, uh, it's it just everything was rough. Yeah, about that whole thing. Nathan after season so. one is rough. Like when he's got the big beard in season two, and like it's it's crazy. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk heroes soon. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna talk Fear the Walking Dead very soon since that's about to start up. We're gonna do. Uh, what did we just talk about? Ash versus the Evil Dead. We're gonna preview that by talking about the movies and what we can expect from the new TV show. And we're right now planning our big month of October, which is our 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 my favorite time of Yay. year, where we're gonna at least preview Walking Dead's Everyone's new season. Favorite time of year at Atomic Geekdom. That's right. <laughs> uh, last year we did our top ten. Literally. We did our top ten movie reviews, horror movies. Uh, not a hundred percent sure what we're gonna do this year, but you know we're gonna do something cool. And uh, two podcasts that we do every year, and we do it couple times a year now we're gonna do our paranormal stories episode where we read your paranormal stories so if you have ghost stories alien encounters uh if you can fly whatever you want to send us uh info at atomic geekdom.com says start sending them now because we'll read them on the air and uh let us know also if you want your name read if you don't that's fine that's we anonymity is cool too uh so start sending those now and then we're also planning our uh atomies right that's what we're calling them the Atomies? The Atomies, unless we, unless you guys give us a better name. Right, again, at Atomic Geekdom, let us know. These are our Atomic Geekdom uh, awards uh, for 2015, and we're going to, you know, break up the nominees, very, or the categories soon, and then we'll start picking nominees, and, you know, we're going to wait as long as we can towards the end of the year to start doing that, because we want to give December a chance to chime in for these things, because, you know, the big one is in December, Star Wars. And JD, that's another thing to look forward to. JD's going to be starting up his Star Wars watch. I am uh, six weeks before it's it releases. One a week. I will be watching them. Yeah. It'll be I, great. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. And uh, mm-hmm. so that'll be on the site, AtomicEatum.com. You can check that out. Uh, right now, our banner on AtomicEatum.com is for uh, Sideshow Collectibles, which we talked about a little bit uh, already, uh, which is next week's episode now. It was supposed to be this week's, but it's next week's. Uh, very cool statues and toys. JD checked it out and he was falling in love with a lot of stuff that was there. Um, very cool. So awesome. Just click on the banner on the top right now. I'm looking at it's knife head statue from Pacific Rim. Uh, you click on that. (gasps) Yeah. Search around. There's all kinds of cool stuff. Some awesome wonder woman, uh, Batgirl. I saw star Wars. They have a lot of star Wars ones that are awesome that I wish they I could have Harry Potter. Oh yeah. There's a lot of Harry Potter stuff. Uh, don't go broke because Considering of us. <laughs> his birthday was yesterday. That's right. That's right. Uh, do not go into bankruptcy because of us and buying all these awesome toys and statues. Uh, but definitely check them out. Cause they are very cool and very real, very lifelike. Uh, it's scary how real they look. Like I'm looking at yeah. this Princess Leia one, and I'm dumbfounded. I know, <laughs> and how looks much just like her. <laughs> I've never seen Star Wars, but it looks just like her. Again, I'm looking at Hoth Han Solo from Empire Strikes Back, and it looks like Harrison Ford is staring at me. Russell Crowe from Man of Steel as Jor El looks exactly like down to like. I, the... I was about to say that one. I don't know who. Yeah, it just. Who did this? It looks fantastic. They're all amazing. And definitely check them out. Sideshowtoy.com. But click the banner on top of our website and go there. Uh, that'll that'll help provide us some cash. Um, and then, uh, JD, tell us all about audiobooks. If you would be so kind. Audibletrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom. Be there. Be square. <laughs> Free audiobook. 
30-day trial, Armada, Ready Player One, Catching Fire, so many books, <laughs> so much fun. I, okay, I'm done. That was that was amazingly <laughs> dull. <laughs> like, that was that was probably your your blandest one yet. But that's okay. I didn't really give the, you a great lead. That in. was <laughs> that was the point. No, that um, was the point of it. I did find but, out. Yeah, I, uh, uh, in in Jenny's busy schedule, I think she using Audible has listened to all of Armada. She hasn't told me what she thinks of it yet, but she finished it. Oh, good! Wow, so, she finished that really quickly. I think she, she did the audio book. So just it's, saying, guys. Yeah, at uh, at Sideshow Collectibles, there is an Iron Man Mark 42 life-size figurine <laughs> for $8,500. Oh, no. Don't uh, – y- if you buy it, buy go it. Use, our, use our banner, please. <laughs> but definitely take some pictures with that. We want to see that if you do buy it. Um, or oh, my God. It's gorgeous, Dave. Sideshow, <laughs> if you want to send it to us for free, we'll review it and, uh, you know, take some pictures and put it on the website and we'll – you know, it'll be amazing. Um, yeah, and monthly payment plans start as low as $1,200 a month. <laughs> <laughs> Who can't afford that? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, okay, big, big cool news. This is what you're listening for. You're not listening for our ads to help help us make money for the website. Since, again, we Ready don't – none of this money goes to us. This goes towards the website and providing you with some cool stuff, which we're working very hardly on some awesome ideas that we have. Uh, some very creative stuff coming from JD that we're looking forward to doing on – YouTube. Just, it's so cool. I'm so excited, everyone. Uh, it's coming soon, I promise. We're working on it. I'm I'm, I'm practicing my video editing chops, and it's not going well, but we're working on it. You um, just have to get every little cog in place, and you guys will hopefully hopefully really enjoy what you got in store. It's yeah. It's really, really cool. It's going to be fun, and we think it's going to be cool. We want to make it as perfect as we can get it, because it, it we want to make it awesome. So... Uh, also, uh, one thing I want to mention too is uh, Matt from Two Broke Geeks. He is our cosplay editor. So soon, uh, he's moving right now. He just got married, so he's very busy, like a lot of us are in the summertime. Congrats, Matt! There you go. Uh, um, so he just got a house and everything. So once he gets all moved in and everything, he's gonna start writing articles. He's a cosplay guy. Uh, we're gonna try to wrangle in some cosplayers for a podcast soon, and hopefully he'll join us as well to talk cosplay and. You know, what goes into selecting which outfits they wear, which characters they want to portray, and, you know, their convention experiences. Because I've gone to conventions as a fan and seen these people, but it's different on the other side when you are them. Like, you're always getting asked for pictures. Of course, you know that going in. But I just want to know what it's like to be a cosplayer. So we'll talk to them very soon. And then he'll be bringing a lot of cool content and pictures to the cosplay site uh, section of the site which will launch as soon as he's ready. Uh, big announcement. Sure. JD, if you want to do a drum roll. Oh, I got to sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. There it is. Uh, we're going to do a giveaway very soon. I'll let you know the details, but the prize is two autographed photos of Courtney Clark from Jurassic World. Ooh, that's so cool. Uh, very awesome. Just talking to her today, and she's so psyched to do this for us. Uh, you can go on her Twitter. You can see she's she is so cool, and she loves her fans. She responds to almost everyone that tweets her. It's awesome. She's just a great down to earth person, and I can't wish enough of good things to come her way. She's very busy working on a movie right now, and she told me who she's starring with, and I can't talk about it. Or I don't know if I can talk about it, so I'm not going to. But JD, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air. <laughs> so, uh, it's of working at Atomic Geek. Right. Everyone. It's so awesome. Like, I can't <laughs> wait. She she deserves it. She's so cool. 
And uh, we had such a blast talking to her before Jurassic World came out. You can listen to that podcast. Go back and check it out. Uh, hopefully, we'll have her on again soon. Like I say, go on her Twitter. You can see she's sporting our shirt. She's so cool, so supportive, and we can't say thank you enough. And so we're going to give away a couple autograph photos for, of her that she's sending my way. Um, we're getting one for the Atomic Geekdom office as well, uh, just to have, because we love her, and she's awesome, and we're fans. So uh, we're going to give two away to you guys, and as soon as I have them, I'll give out the details, and we'll figure it all out. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. Now, something different. Uh, it's a little lengthy. Uh, but I'm going to get into it. I think that needs to be talked about. Uh, and it, it, it involves me jumping on the atomic Kingdom soapbox, which is something we save for geek outs. But again, I think this is important and we should do it now. Uh, Tom, are you with us? No. Okay. So it's me and JD. That's totally cool. Uh, I'm going to talk about it again this week on the geek out, but so I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, here we are on the, on the atomic Kingdom soapbox. I just jumped on it. That was really loud. I hope I didn't wake up my roommate. Uh, um okay let me talk and then you can react jd if you want to react this isn't a commercial we're not we're not asking for money for the podcast this is a little different uh it's something that like i say jd doesn't know about but here we go recently i've made a lot of personal changes in my life i've been dieting working out doing a lot of things to make my life better to make myself better Uh, i've had this little mantra in my head uh be better is something i've been saying a lot in my head and uh, on my facebook I've started using that mindset in all facets of my life, work, school, family, friends, all of it. So it got me thinking. There's a lot of negativity in the world right now. It seems very dark right now on planet Earth. So many people are thinking about themselves or how, uh, or about how someone can help them instead of thinking of what they can do to help that person. Too often, we're all fighting on social media about beliefs, politics, sexual or gender orientation, animal rights, human rights, gun laws, uh, violence, censorship, about rights in general. Uh, We're we're arguing about comic book movies. It's stupid. Uh, Why can't we just stop for a second and love everyone? Just love. We're all people. Uh, We're never going to agree on everything, and we never should. You've seen that from our podcasts. For as much arguing as we do with each other, especially me and Jenny, or me and Tom, <laughs> or Danny and JD, uh, it's uh. it's out of it's out of entertainment. It's out of you know we all respect each other's opinions, however wrong I may think you all are. Um, that's your opinion, and it makes for good podcasting. I hope to have different opinions, and just because me and JD may not agree on a movie, does not mean he is any less my friend, or that I respect his opinion any less. It's further from the truth. I want different opinions on the show and I want different opinions on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. So anyway, because we don't agree on everything doesn't mean we can't all love and respect one another. We all make mistakes. None of us, not one of us is perfect. Not one of us is better than the others. You can call me out and say, what about criminals, rapists, child abusers, and murderers? I'm definitely better than they are. That's not the point here. Uh, My point is we all need to be better. For this world and for humanity. Uh, There was a time when men were gentlemen and women were ladies. A time when manners were important. A time when being polite was not a choice. It was what was expected. You were taught how to be a proper person in school. Uh, Ask yourself, would your parents be happy with who you grew up to be? Did your mother raise you to treat people the way you do? Did your father raise you to have the work ethic that you do? Uh, there, there was a time in this world when we wore suits to take a plane trip. 
Like that's how our society was. Uh, there was a time in this world when you could walk up to a stranger and help, you know, an older woman or you know, older gentleman help them load their groceries into their car without them being hesitant. Uh, try that today, and someone's likely to hit you with some pepper spray or their purse. That's how paranoid this country is or this world is. If you were driving down the freeway and you saw a van with kids and two adults on the side of the road that were obviously struggling to change the tire or cool down the overheated car, would you stop to help them? What if it was just a woman on the side of the road? Would you be afraid of her reaction to you to help her? Uh, would p- Pretend you're the woman for a second. Would you be afraid of this person pulling up behind you and getting out of their car and approaching your window? We live in a world right now of perfect, perpetual fear. We're always afraid. We're always on alert. There's lots of things to blame for this. The 24-hour news channel cycle. Uh, terrorists, the government, all this stuff. We're all to blame as well. I'm not saying we should ignore the problems of this small spinning planet of ours. I'm just saying we can start to change things by changing ourselves and our attitudes. Change your mood. Change your, your outlook. Be positive. Be different. Be you. Be better. Um, sorry, I just had to get rid of Tom. He kept redialing. I don't know where he is. Uh, okay. Tom, Tom, Tom. <laughs> My reason for this this little tirade on the Atomic Geekman soapbox yeah. is a call to arms. I'm calling on all of us, the hosts, the listeners of this little geek based podcast, to be better. Treat people the way you want to be treated. If you can spare a few dollars, pay for the person behind you at Starbucks or McDonald's, the gas station if you can afford it, whatever. Uh, if you feel help to it, help an elderly person with their groceries at the apartment building you live in. Help them carry you up the stairs, whatever it is. At the very least, hold the door open for the person walking in behind you instead of storming to your destination. Uh, basically, be a better person than you were the previous day. This isn't just to be helpful to others. Do it at work. Do it at school. Do it at home. Be a better employee. Be a better student. Be a better son or daughter. Instead of arguing with your parents, say, yes, mom, I'll take out the garbage. Uh, be a better husband or be a better wife. Simply put, be better. Stay positive in this dark world. Be a positive entity in this negative world. Be the change you want to see in the world. It all sounds like cliches and hippie nonsense, uh, but there's too much hate in the world right now. So let's change it. Let's all just be better. That's it. That's all. That's all I got. You should just end the podcast right there, Dave. That was perfect. (laughs) 